Welcome to Share Talk. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with the Managing Director of Boss Global Holdings, Michael Travia. How are you today, sir? I'm very well, Steve, and thank you for having me today. Not a problem. What is the history of your company? Well, Stephen, uh, I founded Boss Global in the year 2000. Um, the short story is it was set up as a sales outsourcing uh, company, assisting both small, large enterprises and governments with international trade, and therefore have had quite a bit of experience in operating out of a London base and also from Australia. And we built up quite a successful consulting business on the back of that. However, the long-term future was always to monetize our intellectual property, um, you know, the sort of forms and processes that we used that made us extremely efficient, um, importantly, made our clients sticky to us. And they were the ones that really kept saying, when are you going to turn this into software? And uh, today we're doing it. Probably the world's oldest startup. So in regards to the team that you've to the team that you've got in place there, what's their background? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing and dynamic team in several countries. Um, predominantly, uh, we've worked as a collective, meaning we've been engaged on specific technology and outsourcing deals that have definitely involved people, process and technology and uh, ultimately decisions clients were making about efficiency. So, uh, you know, the deal size ranged from 50 million Australian, uh, probably the largest one um, that five of my team did together for a past employer, um, generated nearly a billion dollars of revenue for that global company. Um, we have all been involved either in partnerships or socially, uh, but through our professional network, We've got to know each other over 20 years. Um, this time, everyone's come on board with Boss in the last two years um, because they actually want to do it for themselves now. So in, in relation to the sort of product that you've got in place there, Boss 360 work patterns, could you give us some more details on the product and how it integrates with businesses that you are working with? Yeah, delighted to. Boss 360 work patterns started off as a concept. Um, it, it's morphed into a platform as a service um, purely on the back of a number of processes that we've been using, we designed internally since 2002, we're using in paper-based form, um, as earlier mentioned. And a key, three key things that came from that, one, uh, was the ability to evidence what we were doing for a client, especially when we were remote from that client, and therefore there was an enormous amount of trust uh, when they were paying us retainer fees. Uh, two, that we were able to evidence what was taking place in meetings. And importantly, that they were the clients were extremely comfortable that the meetings were well-qualified, clear objectives, and, um, and therefore, we were able to engage with a lot more qualified opportunity. Um, the third thing was um, our then chairman, uh, founding chairman, who uh, is an accountant, 
um, was very focused on, Michael, we won't do things if we can't measure it. And he was very strong about the ability to project profit. And the one way to do it was to know absolutely what your input costs were, for us it was labour, and having that mapped to what we were charging a client. Now, that evolved into an outcome-based performance contract. And, yeah, initially there was uh, some reluctance to adopt this new way, um, but we basically broke down what the three key activities that you do every day in a workplace. And so we would um, pay our people based on achieving each of those activities and therefore we could align that to what we were charging a client. And today, um, that's what we call boss pact. A pact, it's an agreement, but it's outcome-based. The beauty of all this was um, we never needed to do a performance review. We never needed timesheets. Uh, people were able to focus on an outcome and be uh, rewarded through their pay. Um, on the same basis. And that's that was the genesis of the BOSS 360 work patterns. We looked at our own work pattern. We identified we were extremely efficient in those three areas, that is, what we were doing with our time, because we valued our time. Two, how we were using our time, especially when it comes to the costly impact of meetings. And thirdly, we aligned pay equality reward and recognition uh, based on those outcomes. So there's a lot of certainty in our business. And that, as I said, the genesis was, it enabled us to understand that what we were actually doing was building a work pattern. It didn't matter whether it was male or female. It didn't matter which geography we were operating. Everything was the same. And, um, we took that and extended that even further. Um, and more recently, you're aware we announced a landmark deal with a company called AGI Solutions, head office in uh, Hong Kong. And the most important thing that we were looking to invest significant money in, um, in both design, patent and development was workflow. So if you've got your people operating efficiently, then obviously they're sharing information and uh, you want that information easily found and easily shared in, all, in order to share knowledge that you've been building up. So a bit of a long-winded uh, response. But BOSS 360 Work Patterns is actually nine revenue products. We also have a roadmap that takes that out another five products. Uh, probably the most important one is the ability to verify what a person is doing, but importantly, verify their credentials. So they actually went to a university, they actually achieved that result working for that company. And I look at things like LinkedIn, uh, which is a great platform for recruitment, but how do I know all those profiles out there are actually true and accurate? You know, we're all optimistic, you know, we're all aspirational. We're all selling ourselves. Indeed. I, I want fact-based decisions on hiring. I want fact-based decisions about I've got a willing team that are outcome-based 
and I do not want the overhead of performance reviews, timesheets, just a waste of time and a waste of money. So BOSS 360 work patterns, unique in the world for the, all those reasons. And yeah, it's a generational solution. This will outlive me. It will outlive the younger people joining us, the millennials. And, um, you know, we, well, I'd love to see it still around in 100 years and still being developed and grown upon. But most importantly, we have changed employment forever. And that's what we're out to do with BOSS 360 work patterns. So in regards to the products obviously being marketed, I understand that BOSS Meat will be rolled out this year as part of the sort of in interim. And then the main full product of the BOSS 360 will be coming out in May. Yeah, um, so to try and put some um, structure around that uh, for your listeners, Steve, uh, Boss Meat, yes, that launches on around the 15th of the 12th, uh, December this year, and it will be uh, can be sold over the internet, but it's really there to be sold direct and via resellers. All our products ultimately will be sold by resellers. Uh, the second reiteration of Boss Meat some of your listeners may have read in the admission document about a product called Meetingly. Well, Meetingly has a lot of the logic that uh, was founded um, inside BOSS back in year 2002. So what we're doing is we're taking a enterprise-grade product that AGI has and we're absolutely looking at the logic and business benefit that was derived from our meetingly investment and prototyping and coming out with a super meeting platform that would rival anyone who tries to play in the meeting space. Ultimately, for a client, they can measure it and know what their true return on meeting investment is across any size business. The platform itself, well, that's the... Uh, that's the heart, it's the glue. Um, it's, its launch is in May 2017. It will enable any software developer in the world to uh, build product that works with our platform. It will enable any size business with any reasonable software investment, be it a Microsoft, an SAP, an Oracle, a Sage, where their legacy system and information can be fed into our platform. And that's what makes the platform extremely valuable uh, to BOSS. Importantly, it is the heart of presenting the work pattern. And this is what will empower employees to hopefully one day demand employers adopt work patterns because it absolutely will show up everything. The platform itself, yes, uh, I liken it to KFC, it's a secret recipe. Um, there is a secret source in the platform. It's not just the patent. The patent's there to protect it um, and its future um, use and generations to come. But importantly, um, there's some very smart data analysts, data scientists and behavioural people that are all contributing to the secret source that calculates the data to present a true work pattern of an individual and then reflect that from a team 
but also from an organization. So yeah, the platform, uh, that is the secret source of BOSS. So from, from that comment there, obviously, you are you saying that it's fully integratable with existing platforms out there, for instance, Sage, Oracle, etc. So it isn't like they've a business or a entity has to change all of the working systems, this will actually integrate with those systems? Yeah, correct. So this comes down to the capable team I have um, from software development, software design and software support. The team I have have actually built um, software, enterprise software products that have generated billions of revenues uh, for global companies and so proud to have them as part of my team. Um, and on that design side, there is standard what they call APIs. And just think of an API as just a, a common language um, to talk to another uh, piece of software. And all the global software companies uh, provide it, will be providing it, um, but importantly, will allow software developers to build products and create a global ecosystem that will keep enhancing the platform. And uh, that will also be part of a standard global design for software. So we are using global standards, architected enterprise standards. So what do you see as challenges going forward then? Um, the ch <laughs> I could be a bit uh, cheeky here being an Australian. Um, I think the first challenge is whether one of our directors, Murray Bergen, or I are going to close the first multi-million dollar deal, and the challenge is absolutely on for that. We're all hungry for the first global deal. Um, secondly, have absolutely no reservations about the ability to deliver. The challenge will be is just managing the news flow. Um, you know, we never want to be labelled a unicorn. There is companies that have listed on the NASDAQ who went there with strong revenues and they built solid businesses. And one Australian company that I have huge respect for is called Atlassian, which was one of the big new darlings on NASDAQ. Um, and those guys built a really credible business based on revenue and profit. And that's what Boss is about, revenue and profit. You know, recent research of Amazon, 20 years and they still can't turn a profit. Um, I just don't get that bit. Everyone should be focused on producing a profit. I think though, so in regard obviously to looking at that other company versus your company, do you think that the current market cap represents fair value? <laughs> that's, that's an interesting question, Steve. Um, and I have a wry smile on my face. So I'll definitely have to respond to your listeners um, from a, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah, I, I'm backing myself in. I came out with a 16p conversion on a 1.3 million pound investment and said that when the share price was 4p. And that's purely from an integrity perspective. I know the market cap, in my opinion, is nowhere near what the value is intrinsically inside Boss Global. And importantly, if you look at the street credentials of my team, 
Um, and this is just the startup team. No one's seen the whole team yet um, around the world that are all ready to come upon with the first couple of deals. So at the so, moment, your market capitalization is 7.7 .7 million. 7.7 million pounds. Well, that's a long way short from where, where I'm focused on, um, based on my investment alone. So it's my opinion, to answer your question, totally undervalued. Is there anything further you would like to say to our listeners there, Michael? Uh, yeah, uh, the opportunity to engage with listeners and shareholders is always a great opportunity. Um, probably the first thing. One is just to share a bit about the way BOSS operates. One, we are focused on uh, under-promising um, under and over-delivery. And that's purely because it's about managing expectations. So we would be we would love to be able to answer every shareholder inquiry and we have an ability for shareholders to communicate with us. Just at times, we, we are responsible company, responsible directors operating in a very stringent governance uh, process. Sorry for the big words, but we are a public company. We take that extremely seriously. We would love to be able to give more insights, but we operate to the stock exchange rules and therefore cannot provide, you know, just commentary for the sake of commentary. So I apologise to your listeners if we're not as proactive as you would like to us, but we take governance extremely seriously and we will be an open, transparent organisation, but we will report the facts, we will report the milestones and at times... If we do not meet the expectations, there is only one person responsible. I am the MD. I am responsible. So clear communications to shareholders is paramount to us. Excellent, Michael. Thank you very much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you kindly, Stephen.